What's up, everybody? Welcome to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Strigling. I'm going to be your host. Let's get into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the JKR Podcast. As you guys know, my name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. Today is episode number 31. We've got former University of Virginia pitcher and 2021 NCAA Reliever of the Year finalist Blake Bales on the show today. Blake played five sports back in high school, ended up playing JUCO baseball for a year before transferring to Power 5 Baseball School, University of Virginia. He's now looking to see what his future is in the game of baseball. So we discuss all that and much more in today's episode. So let's dig in. All right, and welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have University of Virginia relief pitcher and 2021 NCAA Stopper of the Year finalist, Blake Bales. Blake, I'm excited to finally get you on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for having me. Of course, man. Uh, when I found out that my boy Dylan Schaefer, he kind of knew you, I was like, well, definitely hit up Blake and I'll try to get him on the podcast. been watching some of your highlights lately, just – pretty nasty uh pretty nasty pitcher so i want to get you on the show um but to get started i want to talk about your time at schoolcraft high school i was doing some research on you and i saw i mean i saw that you were a five sport athlete in high school i mean for most people like two to three sports is pretty tough but you were able to do five so can you kind of go through that experience for me just playing five sports and kind of keeping your schedule really really busy yeah um i mean it wasn't as difficult as it seems on the surface i mean obviously none of that's possible without the coaches of each and every one of those sports working with me and with each other allow me to be able to to have two seasons where i'm doing two sports at the same time um but it definitely it definitely did keep me busy which honestly is probably a good thing keep you busy in high school keep me out of trouble Uh, but it, it was definitely something that i loved doing and and if I went back to high school, I would, I would do it all over again. Yeah. So which which two seasons were it that you were playing two sports? Um, it was winter and spring. Winter was basketball and bowling, and spring was baseball and golf. Okay. So f- um, baseball, obviously, being your like your best sport, went on to play college for. Were you mostly in the springtime mostly focused on baseball, or did you still have quite a bit of focus on your golf game? So in the spring, I would go to all baseball practice, all baseball games, everything baseball took priority. Um, I just practiced golf on my own outside of the scheduled team practices. And then if we had a golf match at the same time as a baseball practice, the golf match would take priority over the baseball practice, uh, which it hardly ever happened because most of the golf matches were during the day and practice was after school. So it was really really well worked out between me and, and the two coaches there to be able to to do both of those in the spring yeah so <clears throat> which two sports season would you find most difficult this winter or the spring um is the spring just because golf was multiple times a week um, and bowling in the winter was only once a week on the weekends but it the actual competition aspect in the winter almost never um 
overlapped. It was, it was almost always practice. But in the spring, I mean, there are times where I'd have an 18-hole golf match in the morning and then have to turn around and go play a doubleheader for baseball. And, and days like that, I'd have to get special permission from the school to drive myself to the golf match so that I could leave as soon as we finished and get back to the baseball games. And, and those those days were definitely tiring. But like I said before, it's it's something I would do every single time I had the chance. Yeah. So out of those five sports, like which sport do you think you found like just the toughest? Um, I mean, definitely football. It's, it's the most work between two days in the, in the summer and then practice. And it's, it's definitely the toughest. Also, in my opinion, was the most fun high school sport, but it was, it was definitely the hardest grind. Yeah. So you say football was the most fun. So would you say that was your favorite throughout growing up or was baseball still your favorite? No, baseball was always my favorite sport, but Friday nights under the lights that, I mean, you don't get a lot of people going to high school baseball games, but yeah, high school football games, just that atmosphere. That's what made it so much fun. Yeah. So was baseball your best sport? I mean, obviously you went to go play college ball, but, um, was there another sport that was kind of like you were pretty competitive in as well? Yeah, I uh, it was golf, actually. I, I looked at a couple places. I looked at one school to play baseball and golf, uh, but that didn't end up working out. Uh, but golf would, would have been the only other sport that I would have pursued in college. Okay. So how did how did you find time to train for baseball quite often just – playing football in the fall, playing two sports in the winter, and then just overall in the summertime. How did you still find time to train for baseball? Um, in the summer, it was easy because there's always travel baseball. And so and there weren't any other of the high school sports in the summer besides football at the end. So summer was strictly baseball. Um, but honestly, the other sports pretty much are the training that I was using for baseball. I mean, football, you're in the weight room a few times a week, getting strong, you're getting your cardio in with practice and everything. So pretty much playing those other sports kept me in baseball shape. So. Okay. So did you find like the recruiting process kind of tough since you were just so busy throughout high school? Um, believe it or not. No, I didn't really do much of the recruiting process. I went to a few camps um, here and there and I went to, one camp at a division one school they told me i didn't throw hard enough i went to camp in a d2 school they told me the same thing and then out of high school i had i'd only had two d3 offers in my junior college so i didn't really go through much of recruiting in high school okay so like when did you first get in contact with the kellogg community college coaching staff uh, i was actually in the spring of my senior year in high school Okay. And like, what was that conversation like when you first met that coach? Um, I mean, it was great. I went up there and he showed me around campus and I got to sit down and talk with him. And it just was, it wasn't really so much recruiting as much as just me getting to know the guy. By the time I, when I went up to meet him, he had already told me that he wanted me to go there. So it was more just getting to know him and seeing if having him as a coach is something that I would have been interested in. Yeah. And did you have a pretty good feeling right away that you could see yourself playing college baseball for that coach? Absolutely. Um, my, I, I knew some people that knew him and 
Ricky Clark's older brother, Benny, played at that same Juco for that coach. Um, so I, I knew what his reputation was, and I knew what kind of coach he was. And then as soon as I was able to, to meet him in person, I could tell right away that everything I had heard was, was true. Yeah. So when you headed to uh, Kellogg Community College that fall of your freshman year, like what were you kind of expecting? And then that one year there, did it like meet your expectations? Um, I honestly didn't really know what to expect. I'd never played anything above high school baseball. And for me, travel baseball wasn't like super competitive, like the end of the world if we lost or anything like that. It was more just to have fun and get better. Um, so I really didn't know what to expect. I knew it was going to be different. I knew I was going to have to work harder. Um, but while I was there, any expectations that I might have had were blown out of the water. I mean, I loved it there. I had a phenomenal time. I, the coaching staff was great. The guys were great. So, yeah. Yeah. So most most JUCOs, players stay for two years. Well, you ended up transferring to – Virginia after your freshman year so kind of what was that process of transferring and like when did school start reaching out for you possibly leaving um, a JUCO to go play a D1 school yeah so the only reason I was able to leave after one year is because I had dual enrolled in high school at Valley and I had enough credits to to make the transfer possible um, I when I went there, I'd fully planned on being there for both years, and it wasn't until like halfway through the spring of my first year there that um, I started talking about possibly leaving um, after the first year. And the only the only reason that I uh, got in contact with Virginia was my head coach at Kellogg, Eric Wiscovi. He had previously played for the former pitching coach, Carl Kuhn at Virginia. And so he was able to reach out to him and get in contact with him for me. Okay. And were there other schools besides Virginia that had interest in you transferring to go to play? Um, honestly, I'm not really sure. The whole process of me first talking to Virginia and then me committing to go there was probably like two weeks. Um, so, I mean – I had always had the the goal to transfer out of there to a to a big Division One school, and and as soon as I had that chance, there was just there was no way I was going to say no. I need to see what other options are out there. As soon yeah. as I had the chance, I jumped at it. Yeah. So how would you compare the? <coughs> sorry. So how would you compare the overall atmosphere at Kellogg compared to a Power Five like Virginia? Um, I mean honestly, the atmosphere for the guys is pretty much the same everyone that goes to play college baseball wants to win there's otherwise you wouldn't be you wouldn't be doing it so that that aspect is kind of similar um, but what what is really different about the atmospheres is, is the amount of resources and like the the amount of time devoted and and how many specific like training staff trainers strength coaches and the, the kind of things that just aren't available to a junior college was yeah. the biggest, biggest change in atmosphere. So what was your schedule like as a at playing for power five school? Like when did you end up getting on campus? When did you start training with the team? How, what was all that like? So you go down um, usually towards the end of August, right before school starts. Um, that's pretty much when everyone gets there. 
I mean, the fall is fall ball because there's obviously it's not the, it's a spring sport, so the season's the spring. In the fall, it's practices, um, and then you can play three games against other opponents. The fall is it's a grind. I mean, it's it's a lot of work. It's long days, but it it's something that is necessary to be able to have the spring that you desire. Yeah. And you came, you kind of, I mean, you came in that first year at Virginia and you pitched pretty well. So what was that, what was that transition like uh, facing Juco hitters compared to those D1 hitters? Um, I mean, I would say the biggest thing is the consistency of the hitters. Cause in, in junior college, I definitely faced guys that were just as good as anyone I faced in division one. But in junior college, I also faced guys that would never have even had an opportunity to play anything other than where they were at. Um, and that's the biggest thing was the, the consistency of the hitters. There, were, there weren't bad hitters. Every team had good hitters, one through nine in the lineup. Um, and honestly, the biggest thing was, was the confidence because you go in there and you're like, I'm thinking to myself, these are schools that I was watching play on TV growing up like the last even last year watching the world series yeah. before i went there and so the biggest thing was was finding the confidence to be able to to tell myself that like i belong there with these guys yeah so i kind of want to transition a little bit to the whole covid uh, the whole covid uh situation so that was ended up being your junior year you guys got to play a few games but what was it like hearing that your 20 like that your junior season was going to be canceled and when did you finally realize that you need to move on and focus on your senior season? Uh, I mean, it was, it was heartbreaking. We were on a bus halfway to Pittsburgh. We were going up there for a weekend series. Um, we stopped for lunch. Everything was fine. We stopped at lunch at this little um, like strip mall that had restaurants and stuff. And we ended up, we were, we were sitting down to eat lunch. Um, and this was right at the time where all of the basketball tournaments started getting canceled. And so we were sitting at lunch, watching it happen on TV, watching everything get canceled. And then all of a sudden we're getting a text in our team group chat from coach that says, we're going to stay here another 45 minutes to make a decision whether or not we're going to go to Pittsburgh or turn back. Um, and then we ended up waiting there for like almost, almost two hours before we made a decision. They made a decision to turn around and go back home to Charlottesville instead of going on to Pittsburgh and then we got back on the bus and by the time we got back to Charlottesville uh, which was just under three hours they they had announced the cancellation of the season and well at that time it wasn't canceled it was suspended indefinitely so nobody really knew but I think I think the guys I think we we knew we had a pretty good idea of what was going to happen and and that was one of the quietest bus rides I've ever been a part of yeah so what what exactly happened after the season was suspended did you guys stay on campus for a little bit or did you guys get sent home yeah we got we got sent home pretty much within the next week they said we want you guys to go home we want everybody out of Charlottesville we want everyone off campus you um, all the facilities were closed immediately and so we were sent home and then we just kind of, it was just a weekly wait and see what the news is this week. Yeah. 
So when did you realize that you, it was time to start focusing on your senior season that was coming up instead of looking back at a season that could have been? Um, for me personally, that came after the draft that year. I, I didn't have any anticipation of being drafted in, the, in that five-round draft, uh, but I thought maybe potentially I could receive a few calls about a free agent deal. Uh, and then as soon as that didn't happen, then I knew that I needed to change my focus and could no longer look back and say, what if COVID didn't happen? What if we played a full season? I had to change my mindset and then look forward to the next season, knowing that knowing that it was potentially my last season of college baseball. I knew that I needed to be ready for that. And I knew it was going to be difficult to get ready for that with the, with the pandemic going on. Yeah. And before the MLB decided to move the draft from 40 to five rounds, did you have some anticipation of possibly being drafted? I did. I was having, I was off to a really good start that year. I was really happy with how I was performing. I think my coaches were as well. And so I, I definitely, um, the idea definitely started to become something that I thought was plausible. Um, if I had been able to maintain that kind of performance throughout the year. Okay. So were there any MLB teams and organizations reaching out to you at all, just uh, kind of getting a feel of who you are or was that kind of later? Would that kind of, could that possibly have been later in the season? Um, yeah. So we, all of those kind of meetings take place at the end of the fall. And then during the spring, there's no communication at all because we, they're busy with their season. We're focusing on our season. Um, and so we, we don't even think about that kind of stuff during the spring. So, I mean, I had talked to a few teams prior to that spring at the end of the fall. And I, I mean, I didn't, they weren't saying we're definitely going to draft you, but I definitely talked to them and they're getting to know me. I was getting to know them. And so I, like I said, I thought it was plausible that I had a, a pretty decent chance to get drafted. Yeah. And what were some of those meetings like with teams? Like, what were the, what type of questions were they asking? Um, what was the overall atmosphere on those? <clears throat> For the most part, it's really just them getting to know you, getting to know, like, your past and why you are the way you are, like, what makes you love the game of baseball, how long you've been playing. Just, it's it's really just, it's not like a, a tense atmosphere. It's just sitting down, getting to know somebody. Yeah, and do you remember what teams you were talking to throughout that fall? Yeah, uh, I talked to three teams that fall. It was the Marlins, the Pirates, and the Brewers. Okay, all right. <clears throat> and for this season, what were the, what was the atmosphere like? Because you were listed as one of the top college relievers. So was there more teams interested in you at the beginning of the season? And what was this year's draft process like for you? Um, I mean – yeah, throughout the fall, um, I had started talking to a, a couple other teams. Um, and then, like I said, once the spring comes around, you don't really think about that stuff at all. Uh, but I definitely, I knew I was getting interest from other teams. But I just, I wasn't able to have those conversations with them because our season was still going on. Um, but then by by the time we reached the end of the season, um I'd been injured. I'd missed the last. I missed all of the regional, all of, all of the super regional, and all of the World Series. Um, and so I knew that that was um, 
I knew that talking with my coach that the draft was going to be really questionable now because I hadn't been, I hadn't pitched in a month and nobody knew what was going on. I, we ourselves didn't know what was going on until after the season ended. And I got, I got that MRI um, and ended up showing a tear. And I actually, I, like I said to you via text, I had shoulder surgery just over three weeks ago. And so kind of once I, once I found out that, that the injury was serious and that I was going to need surgery, I knew that there, the draft process was over for this year. There, there's no, no reason any team would take a guy who's the senior in college, who's going to have to miss the next year with surgery. And so it was, that was kind of how that process went this year. Okay. So with your shoulder surgery, are you going to be able to play next spring? Because you have one season of eligibility left because of COVID. So what's your decision on that of coming back next season or something else? I am not going to return to school for another year. Okay. Uh, with the with the timeline for my recovery, uh, it puts it right around – middle middle may middle to end of may next year which is almost the entirety of the season for college baseball and so in talking with coaches and trainers like we just decided that that doesn't make a whole lot of sense from either standpoint uh, because if if we were trying to get back for a season we'd have to rush through rehab and recovery and probably try to to rush back into being ready to pitch and so we decided that it was best for both sides to just do the recovery. I will be going back to Charlottesville to do recovery and rehab down there, but I will not be, I won't be a student. I won't be a, uh, playing baseball. Okay. So are you going to be involved um, with the baseball team at all in the spring, just as a, like a assistant, I mean, as like a volunteer coach a little bit, or what do you plan on doing now that you're done with school? Uh, I mean, no, I'll definitely be around the field. I'll definitely go to games and stuff, but I'm going to go down there, get a job, uh, at least for this next year, do rehab and try to get back to full strength so that I can try to have a chance next year to either get drafted, sign a free agent deal, or, or explore some other opportunity in pro ball. Yeah. So do you have an advisor trying to help you out through this entire process, or are you kind of doing this on your own with your family? I, I've decided to do it on my own. Uh, and that, that decision wasn't something that I knew a ton about, but I talked to coaches that I knew throughout the, through UVA or through summer ball. Um, and we all, we all decided that I didn't need to get an advisor. Okay. So um, if baseball doesn't work out, which I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of you. Um, I hope, I hope it works out, but if baseball doesn't work out, what do you plan on doing in the future? Um, I plan on returning to school to get a master's and then a PhD in, in clinical psychology. And I'd want to pursue a career as a sports psychologist. Okay. So how many, how many years of school would that be left for you? Probably five at minimum. Okay. Okay. So are you going to be in classes this year while you're recovering down at Virginia or are you kind of just like you said, you're going to get a job, but are you also going to be in classes as well? No, I, I decided that I'm just going to just spend all of my time focusing on recovering and getting back to 100%. And I, I decided that trying to add classes into that recovery would just wasn't something that was 
wasn't something I wanted to do. Okay. And what's that recovery process looking like right now? So are you doing rehab right now or are you still resting, resting the shoulder? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm doing rehab, but it's very minimal stuff. I I have a sling for six weeks. Um, I get out of that at the end of August. So right now recovery and, and physical therapy for me, is just, uh, it's just range of motion stuff, letting the physical therapist work, um, pretty much I just lay there and they move my arm around to maintain that or to, to be able to build back the range of motion. Okay. So I'm, that's why I'm doing this part of my rehab at home in Michigan. And then when it becomes more of the, so the, in, in shoulder surgery, the, the four months or so post sling are the, are the most important parts because that's when you build back your range of motion, you build back your strength and everything like that. And so that's why I'm, I'm going down to Charlottesville to do that because I'll have more specialized rehab from down there. Okay. So those four months, those four months post um, sling, are you planning on getting a job then, or is your focus going to be strictly on the recovery? Uh, no, I am planning on getting a job as soon as I'm back down there. Okay. And what type of job are you kind of looking for right now? Uh, I'm, not really sure. I'm not looking for like a, a long-term job because yeah. I don't, I don't know how long I'll be down there. So I, I mean, I'm probably just going to look around maybe something in retail. I'm not sure. Okay. So you said that um, you want to go get your PhD for psychology. Was that always kind of your plan when you first started college or did that kind of change throughout the years? Um, so my original plan going into Kellogg was to get a business degree um, I took mostly business classes at Kellogg. I also did take a few site classes up there because it is it had always been something that interested me. And then when I transferred out to Virginia, I realized that the amount of work and the classes that I have to take to get into the business school is not something that was appealing to me. And so I ended up changing my major the first fall that I was at UVA to psychology. Uh, and so psychology had always, like I said, always been interesting to me and always been something that I could see myself doing. So the, the decision to switch wasn't really hard at all. Okay. So when you were first, when you first went to Kellogg and were planning on majoring in business, did you have any idea of what you wanted to do with that business degree or were you kind of just going to school and trying to figure it out from there? Yeah, I was just trying to, to figure it out from there. I wasn't really sure. Okay, cool. All right, Blake. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I'm glad I got to learn more about you. I'm glad you got to come on to the podcast. I hope everything goes well post-surgery for you. Hopefully you get to sign an undrafted free agent deal somewhere next year. So I'll be following your career. And I just really appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Blake Bales for coming on the show today. Just a great guy and a great pitcher at the University of Virginia. Really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to tune in these next few weeks as we only have three episodes left of season one. Next week, we have Black Black Cobra Media founder Willie Prince on the show next week. Um, Great dude out of Atlanta. Really looking forward to seeing what he's got going on. He's got a great thing going on with Black Cobra Media as well as a few other things he's getting ready to get started. So I'm really looking forward to talking with him about that. Make sure you guys tune in and I'll catch you guys next week.